You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Peter Inch. Good morning. I'm Peter Inch, host of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, and general manager of Roy Inch & Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service experts company, and a three-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award and the Best of London. We hope you'll be able to listen to us every Saturday morning from 9 to 9.30 as we provide you, our listeners, with information on your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing, how it works, some great energy-saving tips. But most important, the phone lines are open. So you can call in, ask any question relating to heating, air conditioning, and plumbing in your home or business by calling 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Or you can send us an email if that's easier to inchbyinch at serviceexperts.com. And one lucky caller today will win a free Nest thermostat. Uh, so don't wait. Give us a call. And Dan, how's our London Night reporter? How did the Knights do last <laughs> night? Oh, they did real well last night. Uh, it took them a while to get their legs in the first period, but uh, Parsons, the goalie, held them in. He had faced something like 48 shots. And the second period, they come up with a couple, and they got three real quick ones in the third and pulled out a 6-2 victory. Well, that's good. And, they, and the London Lightning, I'll be at the game tonight. This is their last uh, home game tonight of the season, so we'll be down there cheering them on. Yep, that's good. And, of course, Dan is our plumbing manager at Roy Inch & Sun Service Experts. And, you know, it, it was a beautiful month, wasn't it? The coldest month <laughs> ever. It was just absolutely – it's a beautiful, clear day today. It nice is. and cold out there. It is. But I hear we clear. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I hear we got some problems with water mains freezing there, into the house. There have been, and uh, this is the first time in a long time I can remember hearing so much about water mains being frozen. We've ran into some ourselves. We get there, people say that there's a frozen pipe. We get there and we find out it's actually the surface underground that's froze. And it's been so cold, the frost has driven down so far this year that if uh, your pipes are on the borderline of that four-foot level or, or closer to the surface in some cases, that frost has gone down and frozen. Um, there was a piece in the paper this morning about there's about nine municipalities north of us here up around Owen Sound, Collingwood, Hanover, those areas that they are advising some of their customers to leave their water running overnight so that they don't get that water service frozen. Now, and I see when it does froze, they're basically euchred till the spring. Exactly. You know, and, and they're putting lines, PEX lines or rubber hoses <laughs> or whatever on basically on top of the snow and putting a heater yeah, cable around That's it. what they're doing um, to get people through because – uh, the frost is so deep, they really can't dig. Um, they used to try to put an electrical charge through them, but that uh, caused fires. So they're hosing house to house and putting uh, electrical cable on them, insulating them, and hopefully get the people through till the spring. So when you said they tried to put electrical 
through they it. used to. Um, years ago, they'd, they'd hook a, an, an electric welder, so to speak, on the on the standpipe and then then on the service inside the house and they'd put a charge through that line to thaw it. Um, the problem they found out is that not all the grounds in the house are up to code accordingly and sometimes they were getting some problems with some fires happening so they basically outlawed that. Now what if we get a frozen pipe in the home? So, you know, it isn't the service coming in, we, we've we got a three foot, five foot, ten foot section of a pipe frozen. What? How do we unthought? Well, we like to use a hair dryer. Um, hot water and a sponge in hot water, if you can determine where it's frozen, open the cold water tap or the hot water tap at your kitchen sink and start from that point and work your way back. If you start the other end, you could expand the pipe enough and the, the ice enough to pop a joint or split the pipe. So leave that tap open and work your way back. What if it's buried in a wall? Then you have to open the wall up to get some heat in there. There's nothing else you can do. That wall is keeping the heat from inside the home getting to that pipe. So you do have to open up that. And please, people that are listening, never, ever use a torch, propane, acetylene, anything like that on them. Uh, I know some people do that and every year you you see where someone's had a fire, they've had a frozen pipe and they've used a torch of some sort to try and thaw it. Now once, let's say we had to open the wall up, we get it unthawed. Mm-hmm. Should they be insulating that pipe or what should they be doing to prevent that well, in the future? They should at least insulate behind the pipe and maybe they can move the pipe out closer to the front of the wall. Um, in some cases, I advise the people to put a, like a cold air register um, maybe at the top or the bottom of the wall, wherever it may have been froze. So it just looks like a heating vent in there but allows heat from in the room to get into that spot where your pipe is. You don't have to do it on the whole wall, just where the pipe is. And that will let some air get in there, some warm air, and hopefully keep the frost off that pipe. Now, if they find if they're in there working and they feel a draft, mm-hmm. should they be searching out where that draft's coming from? Definitely. Definitely. If you feel a draft in the home, you know that there's something somewhere. And you may have to do a little research. They're not always easy to find, but uh, usually around windows, around sill plates where your framing meets the top of your concrete foundation, those are the normal spots where you'll find these drafts, and you may have to seal them and insulate those. Well, and it's, you know, we, we kind of kid that this was the coldest month, and, you know, it, it has been good for business. I won't, uh, you know, for sure that has been what's happened, but we understand it's put a lot of people. I mean, today we have a couple people last night that got no heat that were trying mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. find the parts today for their equipment and so forth. But also in the unit we're finding out, in a house, the humidity. Yes. I just, uh, I have a Nest thermostat at home, so I just pulled up on my smartphone, and I'm running 25% humidity in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we like to keep it between 35 and 45, and right. I'm 10% lower than that. Right. Um, and that is a challenge in this dry, cold weather, and it's gone on so long, 
that some of these houses are getting dried out. We're starting to get wood separating, whether yes. it's hardwood floors or trim. Yes. We're starting to get, you know, I'm shocking my dog so it doesn't <laughs> like me petting it anymore. <laughs> but, um, you know, some of the solutions to fix that is, number one, put a new humidifier pad on or put a new water panel in yes. so that we're getting the most transfer. Um, that's the biggest thing we're finding. Some people didn't change that humidifier pad, thought it was okay, I can get another year out of it. Now it's hard and crusted over or the water panel is totally plugged and basically the water's just running over right. and running out and we're not getting that transfer. So, you know, make sure that that's done and, and make sure your filter's clean so that we have a lot of uh, transfer of the the humidity and the heat going through the furnace, not having a dirty filter and plugging it up. That um, that filter is very important. If it's plugged and your furnace was working harder, it's harder to get the humidity into the home. It's very important, especially this time of year. So if you've got any questions, we're going to take a break. Our local number is 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255 or send us an email at inch by inch at serviceexperts.com. You're listening to Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, live on AM980 and online at am980.ca. Got a question about plumbing, heating, or air conditioning? Call now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, once again, here's your host, Peter Inch. Welcome back. Um, We've been talking a lot about the the coldness out there of this month being the coldest month ever. Um, But we've been getting a lot of calls from people over the last week or so talking about how there's been noises in their boiler or noises in their furnace. And it, it really surprised me. A lot of them would say, you know, well, it's been noisy for a while now, but now it seems to have gotten worse or... You know, it hasn't worked for a, a couple of times, but it came back on, so I didn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. When you hear a noise in your boiler and furnace, you know, what should we be doing? Well, I think the first thing, when you start to hear a noise that hasn't been there before, that's a, a tip that there's something that's come out of adjustment or something that's starting to wear, like the bearings in a fan, um, maybe the bearings even in the motor. Um, could be going. And when you hear those noises, um, you should get them checked out before you really need it. Um, On boilers, you may hear uh, gurgling um, from air. Get the air out of it. Turn the system down for five, ten minutes. Then go go around, bleed your rads, turn them back on. Um, Your circulating pump, the coupler on that could be making a noise. But anytime you hear these noises, on your forced air or boiler system, get them looked at right away. It's something normal that you not normal that you didn't have before, and it's your first indication something's starting to wear. Yeah, and I mean in this coldest weather we've had, the, the furnace and the boiler are going to run a lot longer. They're going to sure. be running, you know, seventy five percent of the day. Exactly. Where before they might have been running under fifty. That's right. Um, so. You know, the bearings are going to get hotter. The inducer motors are are going to get hotter. There's going to be more moisture in the vents. So if they're not sloped properly, they can build up. 
There's all kinds of things, like you said, the coupler on the, yeah. the pumps and things yeah. like that, or and, and the pump itself. Exactly. So if you're hearing those noises, you're hearing something you don't think sounds right, by all means, get it looked after. That's what we try to catch on a maintenance. Yes. Uh, yes. When we do those early, we're trying to listen and say, you know, geez, that sounds a little noisy. Exactly. And, That's the thing. You know, and, get, and then give the customer the opportunity at that time to replace it before they need it, or at least they know this is starting to wear, you know, keep your ear to it. And if you hear it later on yeah. in the winter, you know, we need to get in and, and get that fixed. So, you know, maintenance, 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 that's <laughs> that's important to always get done. But if you're hearing something or hearing a noise, pay attention to that and, and, and definitely get it yeah. fixed. Um, you know, we're seeing, um, we've been out to... Uh, Unbelievable in my eyes, 30-year-old furnaces, 40-year-old furnaces um, that are are breaking down. And when and I've asked a few of our customers, you know, why didn't you upgrade this? You know, when 40 years old, yes. you know, why 20 years ago didn't you upgrade this? And a lot of them are saying, well, those new furnaces, you know, I heard they break down a lot. Um, unfortunately, we're talking about the first grade or the first um, upgrade of high-efficiency furnaces. Right. We're probably on our third or fourth by now. <laughs> so the first one's a long gone. As a matter of fact, we're replacing a lot of those yes. with newer models now. But the furnaces aren't breaking down like they did when when high-efficiency was first brought out. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a, a fella at um, Curling the other night ask me, well, you guys must be really busy. What What are you doing most of you must be doing a lot of service, and I said, you know, surprisingly, more and more people are starting to to heed the the warnings about get your maintenances done, and more and more people are getting their maintenances done. Um, they're not worried about having to have service done at this time of year, so it's money well spent um, it, for your warranty, your guarantees. It's good to keep them up. It's it's the number one thing right now as far as I'm concerned is getting your maintenances done. Yeah, and I mean when we talk about upgrading and more efficiency, I, I just put it in simple terms to most people I talk to. You got a $100 bill. <laughs> I throw it in that 40-year-old furnace. $40 are going up the chimney and blowing out into the air. If I put in a high-efficiency furnace that is 96% efficient or you can go as high as 98 I'm putting $4 out or $2 out of that $100 bill out the vent. That's right. So to me, in a lot of cases, that $40 is blowing away. I'm going to put 36 of it back in your pocket every month. It will take, you know, over four or five years, but I'm going to pay for that new furnace um, just from the savings you're going to get on your gas bill. Or you're going to see, you know, prices of natural gas go up. You won't notice it. Because your furnace has brought the price down to what you were regularly right. paying or regularly using, so it is a big uh, a big thing that we say. You know, those old furnaces, you know, were a great old furnace built like a tank, <laughs> but they aren't very efficient, and we're really wasting a lot of energy. So when we talk about uh, utility savings on your gas bill, we can save as much money in electricity on a new furnace as we do on gas. So, I mean, there could be $40 savings on either side, depending how you use your furnace. And some people don't, um, the efficiency of the products now 
Um, when you talk to them in in terms of that hundred dollar bill, I think that sometimes gets through. When you when you think about that, your hundred dollars, forty dollars of it going up the chimney, I think sometimes that gets people in the right frame of mind to think, "Gee, I should be able to save some money here somewhere." That's yeah. the time to change. And even with a mid-efficient, it's $20. Exactly. But now I'm going to save you another $14. I mean, there is savings out there. I mean, they mm-hmm. don't make mid-efficient furnaces anymore. Mm-hmm. And the reason they don't is because we were putting so much up into the air, up into the atmosphere Still. that didn't need to be done. And they knew there was more efficient ways to heat a home. That's right. So they've gone back to the the high efficiency. Now, there's always, we're talking on the one side of our utilities, bills, gas, and electricity, but we got water. And I mean, we just heard uh, with the budget and everything, what we've got increase going in in water and mm-hmm. and uh, sewage also. Exactly. So, you know, maybe it's time we start talking a little bit about low flush toilets. Well, I mean, the number one water user in your home is your toilet and and uh, you you're paying for your water to come in. And now you're paying for your water to go out. And there were very few municipalities that ever charged you a sewer surcharge. But now just about all of them do. So if you have one of those toilets that uh, is 15 years old, 20 years old, or there are a lot that are even older out there that may use five gallons of water, four and a half gallons of water, now is the time to maybe consider changing that because you can save on your water in and on your water out. And a lot of people don't like low flush. They say, well, you have to flush it twice. And But it's a lot like the furnaces. The very first generation of those did not work very well. It was new technology to a lot of the companies. They The jet holes maybe had to be changed. But now there's very few out on the market that – um, have that problem. Just about everyone on the market flush good now. Um, we have three or four brands that we prefer over others because after you've used them for a number of years, you know which one's flush the best. So if you have an older toilet, consider changing that. If it if it's a different color like a marigold or Aztec gold or blue, yeah, we may have trouble finding the, that color to match. But there, there is a way that we can get around that, and you should give us a call um, and consider changing that toilet. Now, if you have a blue one or a marigold one, it may be time to call us for a bathroom <laughs> it, upgrade. It, it may <laughs> be more than just a toilet at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I've seen a few of those and been in a few <laughs> houses on those, and I would say, you know, it's time to get an interior designer in there and let's upgrade this bathroom well, to I, the I modern I never style. understood why people – match their to- their bathroom fixtures to their fridge and stove. Yeah. <laughs> and now those avocados and marigolds are gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's for tr- I can tell you that. I worked on a lot of those blue fridges so that. Now the um when you're talking low flush some people talk two buttons. Yes. Um doesn't have to be two buttons if it's a if it's a good flushing toilet. If it's a good flushing toilet. I I'm personally I'm not a believer in the dual flush. Um, there's more parts inside. I'm I'm more concerned about that you get a good low flush toilet, and they're coming out with uh, six liter. I think they've even got a four point eight out now. They're they're getting their technology and their engineering down so low now. 
that they're, they're starting to drop the amount of water now. So I, I'm not a big believer in the, in the dual flush, but that's just my opinion. People still love them, uh, and it's basically personal preference. Well, it's uh, so if you need a low flush, give us a call. We definitely can uh, come out, take a look at it, give you our opinion. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling us in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450, in Sarnia at 519-786-2373, or 1-866-EXPERTS, or always online at RoyInch.com. And you can listen to this show on a podcast at RoyInch.com by hitting the inch-by-inch button on the right-hand side of the homepage. As we say at the shop, life is hard, by the yard, by the inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.